the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Hour two of this Friday Eve show on tonight's Andrew K show. Yes, indeed. Okay, law and order continuing on the topic of law and order and crime tonight. Breaking news today was that uh, um, Brittany Griner was sentenced to nine years in Russia, almost uh, or nine and a half years, almost the almost the full amount. I think, I think the, the top amount of sin, I can't remember what the legal term of it is, but she got just under the full amount. She got nine and a half years. And you know, you would, you would think that this was from the reaction from the left today skins. You would think that this was like mother Teresa had been found guilty and sentenced to nine and a half years. Right. Um, You know, there, there had been talks in the past few days that they were going, going to, they were working on some deal to get her and Paul Whelan released. Um, they had been indicating that they were amenable. The Biden administration was amenable to putting some psychotic murderer arms dealer back on the streets for her and Whelan. Um, of course, they should have done that for Paul Whelan alone, who was falsely accused and falsely convicted of espionage over there. Not this woman. Um and then supposedly Russia came back and was like, ah, oh, you know, we need more than that because, of course, they're not negotiating in good faith and because they know the Biden administration is weak and stupid. Right. Um, so she got she got sentenced to nine and a half years today. And uh, do you have any initial thought on that before I share mine? Um, not really, but uh, maybe not the best of ideas to do what she did. Well, I mean, you know, uh, uh, has she not when you, tra- when you travel internationally, you should always keep it. In the back of your hand, you're not dealing with the same laws when you go to another country. The U.S. Constitution does not follow you abroad. Neither does your sense of entitlement from your wokeness. And I don't care that you're a pro athlete. The sense of entitlement from the wokeness, from the I check four boxes on the ID, you know, identity politics card is absolutely is not an excuse it's not an excuse. And I heard a little bit of somebody sympathetic today saying, you know, look, people make mistakes. Well, you know what? It's your responsibility when you travel abroad. I make sure I know, and I've watched enough Locked Up Abroad episodes to know this. I make sure I pay attention to what the laws are before I go somewhere, right? And Here, if you think you're going to do something that's in question, look it up. There's no way that I would pack Anything drug related, I don't pack. I don't pack to travel domestically in the United States without making sure I'm on board with how many ounces I'm allowed to have in my carry-on bag. And it, it, it do and and I always have to ask myself. I take one prescription medication a day. It, it's my allergies. Um, 
and it hasn't been working the past few days, the skin's nose. I'm always complaining about my allergies. But it's like, do, can I carry this on or do I need to check this in my bag? I'm always, I, I'm, all, I, I'm checking our own laws here in the country. I certainly don't travel abroad without making sure I know what the laws are in that country. And you think I'd pat some, pack some pot? And by the way, the Democrats hysterical today are the same Democrats that for five years have been listening to Adam Schiff and acting as though the, 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 that Russia and Putin are – that Putin is, is literally the devil walking on the planet. And yet you're going to go over to Russia not only after, after believing that Putin is the worst thing that ever happened and by extension that makes Trump because, you know, the, the, this whole Trump-Putin thing at a time in which – we're, we are basically partnered with Ukraine in a proxy war against Russia. You're going to skip over there at all, and you're going to take drugs with you and not even going to check? That's some, that's, some, that's, some, that's some stupidity as tall as she is. I want to play the uh, U.S. Embassy's reaction today to the sentencing and what they describe as a miscarriage of justice. And then I'll share some more of my thoughts. And I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. What do you think about this? Do you sympathize with her because you've done something dopey? I don't, but I, I think she just didn't check. Uh, athlete Brittany Greiner, who is admired by millions of fans in the United States, as well as here in Russia. That has absolutely nothing at all to do with whether or not you broke the law. You don't invoke sympathy by trying to play the, the popularity card. If you're going to try to invoke sympathy, you say, you know, Ms. Greiner is absolutely so sorry and apologetic that she made this mistake and she humbly begs forgiveness of the Russian government instead of instead of acting like this. Oh, by the way, Putin must not be this major. They obviously have been lying to you for five years about Putin and the threat he is to this country. If the, if the, if the charge d'affaires from the U.S. Embassy can come out and spit in, 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 the, in the Russian government's face right now in the, while the war is going on. And we're giving money and, and aiding, aiding Ukraine, who's in a war with Russia, right? Does that make sense to you guys? Um, we all know the truth that the Biden administration, their little war on energy here, is funding Russia, okay? Um, a couple of other comments. Um, uh we have no higher priority. Let me see if there was a, um, we remain committed to bringing Ms. Greider home safely to her family and friends and loved ones. Um, here's what typically happens if you watch Locked Up Abroad where Americans are stupid, whether they've done it by accident or whether they were mules running drugs. What the U.S. government typically will do if an American citizen has been um, prosecuted, over-prosecuted, given too harsh of a sentence, um, the U.S. government will typically work to try to ensure through the embassy that there is a fair trial. And then what they might do if somebody has been over prosecuted and overcharged or over sentenced is that they might try to negotiate with the government to try to reduce the sentence and then possibly bring the American home to finish out their sentence here in a prison in the United States. Not to get not to get some pass because somebody is a ball player. This is so typical of these pro ball players skipping over to a country that's evil, that's got an evil regime, you know, they, just like China. She didn't have any problem going over there to Russia. At the same time that these Democrats are telling us how evil Russia is, she's happy to go over there and make a buck, right? Just like they're happy to go over to China. Well, we've got human rights abuses happening all over the place. So I wouldn't have a problem, in other words. She committed a crime in another country. And simply because she's a pro ball player doesn't mean that she should not have to pay a price for it. And we should not be doing something stupid like putting a mass murderer 
an arms dealer back out on the streets to solve this problem for her. I wouldn't have a problem with them negotiating that she get, you know, a lower sentence to be uh, to be served out here in the United States. I think that's fair. What do you think, Skins? No, totally, because, you know, she did commit a crime, and you can't just, you know, it, even though it wasn't under the U.S. government, make sure she serves her time, you know, work it out with Russia, uh, and consider it time served. The more that I hear the left say crap like CNN uh, blaming the wage gap for Griner being arrested... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the funniest take of the day. Uh, Dana Bash, who always provides good humor. Um, nobody's ever accused her of, you know, um, spending time reading in search of lost time. She claimed that the WNBA's low pay as compared to the NBA players uh, salaries could have been a factor in the sentencing of Brittany Griner to nine years. Did you hear that? Let that say give her the wage gap. So ru- the Russia courts were sitting over there going, Wait, you know, we got to sentence her to more because she's not making as much as LeBron James. (laughs) No, they're looking for Americans to do stupid stuff like put pot in a bag and try to and try to smuggle it into the country because they're looking to make example of of Americans. This is why, as devastated as I was for Otto Warmbier's family, why were American kids going over and taking trips to North Korea? Why? How long did it take? us to get um, Lisa Ling's sister was over there uh, on the demilitarization zone over there in a really sketchy area and got nabbed by NOCO and we it took the U.S. government a long time to get her out. Americans need to be smarter when we're dealing with with bad countries. You want to go play over there so you can make some money fine but be smart about it and don't put your country in a bad situation. But it was Donald Trump who got Autumn Warmbier home and by the time he got released when the when the Obama administration, the North Koreans had destroyed him, but at least his family got him back enough to say goodbye and give him a proper burial. Um, but Bash went on to say that if it weren't for the wage gap, she wouldn't have had to play in Russia skins. So that's where the wage gap comes in. She had to go over there in order to generate revenue for the league. So she's just, this is terrible. And of course, somebody else on Twitter had to say, tweeted this out she's a human she's a black queer woman so human black queer and a woman so those were the those were the the checks of the identity boxes um so so she's supposed to get a pass because she's black she's queer and a woman or black queer woman no the 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 laws in the country in the united states of america should be deaf dumb and blind and the same as the rest of the world and so the idea is that this is what I meant by your, your, the Constitution nor your sense of entitlement does not follow you. And isn't it interesting how the, how the Democrats are so, you know, when it comes to laws around the world, they want to run America down and run America down and run America down. But it's just some pot. Something else they said. It's just some pot. This is like no big deal. Yeah, but you, 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 you Democrats defend. You, you defend countries like we've got this love affair going on with Dubai right now with the U.S. So many expats and Americans move into Dubai. And yet the emir of Dubai right now is being prosecuted by, I think, criminal, going to be criminally prosecuted by the U.K. because he tried to sell his 12-year-old daughter off to a, to a man uh, who is part of the royal family in Saudi Arabia. Nobody ever speaks up about that, right? 
Democrats need to wise up real quick as to the beauty of the U.S. Constitution and our laws and our culture here and our traditions, our Judeo-Christian principles and values and how they factor into the law here and spend less time hating on America and more time appreciating us and more time and more time paying attention as to the laws in all these other countries around the world and how much they they suck compared to the United States. Maybe maybe this could be a lesson, in other words, for the Democrats to appreciate the rule of law of the United States. We're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of the rule of law, it is under attack, and that, and especially by the FBI and the DOJ. Christopher Wray was in front of Congress today. What did he have to say? We'll tell you all about it. We come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170. The answer is San Diego. And follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. And email me at andreakshow.com. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We may have some breaking news. I'm not sure... I'm Googling Carrie Lake. You're saying you're seeing this. Are you she, on the duck, duck, go? Um, I'm on. I Googled and I put in Carrie Lake. This is, So that's interesting. I Google Carrie Lake. Top stories um, 18 minutes ago. Try Carrie Lake news. Well, that top story should still come up. Um, but I'm seeing here through duck, duck, go. One, two, three, four, five, six networks that say that uh, Carrie Lake has won the GOP primary. CNN. Oh, here it is. Four minutes. Will win the GOP. <laughs> Do we have some music to play? I just want to sit there and watch you giggle and snap. <laughs> oh, we need some. We need some celebratory uh, music. CNN Republican, and I especially love reading it from CNN. This is interesting because as soon as you told me that, I immediately went to Fox News. It's not even a mention on their website. Of course not. Not even a mention. And I've been going around and around. I didn't actually watch Laura Ingram last night. I reported what I heard uh, Steve Bannon say today that Ingram had called it last night um, for, but I, I guess she had, she didn't, she called it for Robson last night. Um, I saw a screenshot of Robson ahead. I, I, I guess she didn't call it for Robson. Um, but clearly the bottom line is whatever happened with Laura Ingram, she was trying to push out the narrative that Robson was ahead of probably calling sick tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Fox news clearly does not want my point being if Fox news was pushing out phony results last night, they clearly were trying to stop, uh, Carrie Lake from winning. So it's not a surprise to me that they're not, uh, reporting this. So here's CNN Republicans in Arizona have chosen Carrie Lake, the former television journalist who has become a leading voice behind former president Donald Trump's lies about election fraud as their nominee for governor. CNN projects, um, Lake who was endorsed by Trump will defeat Karen Taylor Robson, a former member of the state board of regents and the establishment GOP favorite who was supported by outgoing Ducey, um, they they finish up by saying again, Lake has made lies about election fraud, the centerpiece of her campaign. Uh, can can we not mention here the 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 fact? No, no mention here of the fact that Pinal County, the Pinal County election director today, had to resign because forty six thousand ballots were botched, and yet they're continuing to push out this phony lie that she was lying about election fraud. Now, if you don't want to say that that was fraud, if you want to call it irregularities, you want to call it shenanigans, whatever word you want to use, they're a mess in Arizona. They're a mess in Arizona. 
So, um, and not to mention the fact that they, you know, they, they tried to cover up a fence and tried to keep people out. And there was no excuse for why they were not giving any. Why, why are we just hearing this announcement when we weren't given any results throughout the day? Exactly. In the last 24 hours. What I expect to happen going forward is you can see now, um, you can see now that um, they're going to continue to taint her with the, the election fraud lie thing, election fraud lie, election fraud, election fraud lie, big lie, big lie, big lie. That's, they probably had the numbers last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course they did. Of course they did. They didn't want her to be able to go to the stage and have, a, and have her victory party and have her victory speech. They wanted to suck the oxygen out of the room, suck the oxygen out of her campaign. They're going to continue to try to do that. What what Drudge did do last night was say, oh, the, the Dems have a 55% chance of keeping control of both houses of Congress. Look, the reason why Kirsten Cinema and Man- Mansion First and Cinema Today jumped on board and supporting this budget bloating, inflation, in, in, uh, inflation increase. What's the opposite of reduction? The um, Inflation Increase Act or whatever you want to call it. Uh, the big green energy boondoggles because they're they're concerned about a red wave. Skins and I are not going to predict a red wave because we want people to be campaigning, to be voting and being as active and getting out there and getting active as though we had no chance of winning. That's a hard we got to be pushing because you can see now what we're up against. We're not just up against we MAGA conservatives. We're not just up against the Democrats. We're up against the forces within the Republican Party, which is not the entire Republican Party. I wish the leadership of the entire party was like some of the leadership we have here in San Diego that I know what they've been doing behind the scenes to protect our elections and to and to get us a win like they did in El Cajon in a Democrat plus 18 district. But But it took activism and hard work, right? And we've got to join that fight. We've got to get active because you can see here, here's a couple of takeaways. Turnout did, turnout was uh, was key here. Probably was the factor. It was the factor. Also, inside the turnout being the factor was that they did not mail in their ballots in advance, as what was suggested by a, a friend of mine on a, on a media outlet yesterday. These were people that said, you're going to mail me in a ballot? I'm going to walk it in, and I'm going to walk it in on election day. And I'm going to make sure, I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that that ballot is counted and do it on election day. And it's because mailing in in advance, you, you, the idea that you're going to trust, if you understand the game being played and the idea you think is you're going to solve the problem by mailing in in advance, have, and, and then because uh, mailing it in advance as though you're trusting the very system that you say you have a concern with, you're going to trust to count that ballot when you send it in? Oh, but Andrea, I can track my ballot online. Did we, how? Yeah. And let me tell you, in Nevada, which was also a contested state where there was a lot of shenanigans, a friend of mine who worked the polls never saw her vote counted. And she worked the polls. And she kept tracking her vote and tracking her vote and tracking her vote. I don't think she ever saw it counted. And she was working the polls. So mailing, and, she, and I think she mailed it in in advance. You got to walk it in. We've got to do everything that we can to remove the possibility we cannot trust. And what we really need to be doing going forward is we need to be getting rid of these mail-in ballots. This was all done under the guise that it was unsafe for you to leave your home. That's not the reality. In spite of the fact that they're trying to play the same game with monkeypox, that's not the reality. It wasn't the reality when COVID was going around. And it's not the reality now. 
There's no justification. Let me and, and under the guise of we got to make it convenient. I'm not interested in your convenience when it comes to voting. We've talked about this many times. I'm more interested in election integrity. And let me tell you something else. In Mexico and in France, where they got rid of this kind of crap and required IDs, turnout went up because trust in the system went up. And that's what we need to have. But I'm I'm grateful for the residents uh, and the citizens of Arizona. Yeah, thank God that that said, you know what? Because too many in Georgia, and I get it. They were right on the heels of when it came to the to the Senate runoff race in January 2021. I get where the Georgia voters were at. They were like, you know what? The same mechanism for the steal that happened in November is in place. We're not going to come vote. I got my family out and made them vote down there. I'm like, you got to show up, but show up. Shut up and show up is not an effective. Shut up and show up is not an effective get out the vote campaign. What Carrie Lake did was different. She said, if you come and show up for me, if you co- I, I believe that we can we can flood. We can flood this to win it. We can flood it. it turnout can overcome co- overcome this. And I guarantee you that as governor, I will stop this crap that's going on in our elections. It was not just shut up about election fraud and show up. That's the Mike Pence message. Shut up and show up. No, she said she was going to do something. She about said it. she was. She acknowledged what was going on and said, "I think if you show up, I, you know, we can over we can overwhelm the fraud and the shenanigans with you showing up, and then I will do what I can to fix the system." That's not the same as shut up and show up. Shut up and show up is not effective. Get out the vote. But her her get out the vote drive worked, and now we got to support her. We got to support her in Arizona, and we got to support other MAGA candidates around everywhere. Um, well, that was good news. Very good news. I'm glad to hear it. There's no other reason for them to be sitting around for more than 24 hours if they weren't trying to find a way to not give it to her. Or, as you said, try and take, uh, at least if she's going to win, take all the wind out of her sails. Oh, they totally tried to suck the glory out of this for her and the fun out of it for her and her supporters. Because now the game is going to be about suppressing her voters. It's going to be about, it's going to be about um, demoralizing the voters. And one of the ways they're going to try to demoralize the voters is by coming for anybody that questions the outcome of elections. Anybody that talks about election integrity issues. What we talked about last hour, Alex Jones, man, in these courts, a juror literally asked in that trial, can we use lawsuits like this to go against election deniers? They want to use the courts against us to persecute us, prosecute us or bankrupt us. That's the play. So they're also going to be doing things like Charlie Kirk mentioned this. He, he mentioned that he expected within a couple of days, you're going to see some suppression polls come out. You're going to see polls coming out that are saying she's down by 10 points. Down by 10 points. Now, uh, and it won't be legitimate because she, it, she's right when she says, they're, the left is trying to call her fake lake. And I've even had some conservative friends of mine in Arizona going, you know, should I trust her? Because she was about Obama years ago. And look, MAGA is not about Republican, Democrat, or Independent. That, in fact, one of the reasons why the establishment hated Trump was because he wasn't a traditional R. But you know what? That's how he was able to get Democrats and Independents to vote for him, because MAGA is not about party affiliation. It's about an idea. An idea that, that is, is on the shoulders of our founders. And if we are to say that we want to get people to turn away from the Marxism of the left, to turn away from the movement of the left that seeks to destroy us and change us from a constitutional republic to a communist system of of centralized power, we're going to not welcome a Carrie Lake. We're going to not welcome her into the fold. Why would we not? You know, oh, she's just saying what MAGA wants wants her to say. 
Well, yeah. What's wrong with that? And maybe she did support Obama. And then, you know what? Maybe she saw the direction this country was going and her ideas developed. I, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I know many people. I have many family members of mine, uh, older generation. My parents and aunts and uncles were, were Democrats until Carter. Carter flipped a lot of people from Democrats to Republicans. What's wrong with that? Where, what are you saying? That nobody can ever leave the Democrat Party and become a Republican? What kind of sense does that make? We should be happy. We should be welcoming the Democrats coming aboard. That's the whole point. We, on the one hand, we celebrate the Hispanics in Texas and across the country that are turning to the Republicans, not just because of the economic issues, but yeah, because they don't like the open border, because they don't like the cultural Marxism crap, the CRT and the trans crap going on. But we celebrate that. But then we're going to say Carrie Lake is fake Lake because she wants voted for Obama. No, that's just an establishment play. That's just an establishment play trying to diminish her because they fear her. They fear Carrie Lake. And, you know, they also fear Tudor Dixon. Now we got two women, two women MAGA going up against Democrats. And let me tell you, the, the, the establishment in Arizona would much rather have a Democrat win than Carrie Lake win in Arizona because she is a threat, just like Donald Trump was a threat to the establishment. And so is Tudor Dixon in Michigan. She's one to watch. She's a sleeper to watch. And somebody pointed out today was a good point about Tudor Dixon that um, that she's a threat to Whitmer and a threat to the not just a threat to Whitmer, but a threat to the Democrat Party because they're really thinking a Newsom. They've been thinking a Gavin Newsom Gretchen Whitmer ticket in 2024. But if Whitmer goes down in flames to Tudor Dixon, that could completely shove Whitmer out in 2024 because there are they're trying to find. I mean, Biden and Kamala. Really? (laughs) Yay for Carrie Lake. Um, Listen, full stop. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. I love it. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a little skinny break. We come back. I hate to go from that good news to... uh, I know, I'm feeling good. I know. But you know what? I do want to talk about the Kansas abortion thing. And everybody's like gnaw-boning and hand-wringing over that. I actually think there's some good news for conservatives in that. So I think we we are going to talk about that. But we're going to also put a little... Put a good little new good news button on that story. So come on back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Is it, is it bad of me that I just am enjoying right now how miserable Megan McCain must be? <laughs> the ghost of John McCain in the establishment has been exercised. The demons have been drawn out, babies, and I just couldn't be happier about it. Um, but there was also another big, big, big story. Probably the other. Story that I think is in some ways, at least for the conservative movement today, yesterday and today, um, that's been equally talked about is the Kansas abortion amendment. And I read it last night and it was incredibly confusing. I, 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 I can't even summarize it for you. The language was such gobbledygook. And it reminds me of the gas tax initiative that was here that uh, that was going on trying to tr- the uh, the amendment to s- repeal the gas tax and the wording of it was so convoluted you couldn't tell what you were voting for and the repeal went down in flames because of the wording and it was very confusing um, I think ultimately what it was trying to say was uh, vote yes here if you want to ensure that the state legislature 
can pass legislation regulating abortion or no. I think it was a dopey amendment because Kansas already regulates abortion. They already have abortion on the books that you can have an abortion up to 20 weeks. I don't know what the point was of this amendment, except to provide an opportunity for the Democrats to to push abortion as an issue going into the midterms, because that's what they're trying to do right now. Kansas already has abortion on the books. What was the point of this amendment? They've already they've already passed they've already passed legislation. Why do you need an amendment that says we can pass legislation to regulate it? I think the pro-life response that so the Democrats are looking at this and going, oh, look, look what this means. This means that the abortion movement uh, is strong and that this this proves that we need to federalize abortions. No, this doesn't prove that we need to federalize abortions. In fact, if anything, Democrats, what this proves is that when Roe was overturned and sent back to the states, this means that you have a voice at the state level and the pro-abortion movement is alive and well in Kansas. You can abort your, your up to 20 weeks. That's pretty far in. Okay. So you won, Democrats. And you know what else won? The Constitution. There's two separate issues going on with Roe v. Wade. One has to do with the pro-life movement. One has to do with the pro-constitution movement. And the left knew. And the whole point of them pushing Roe v. Wade through the Supreme Court was not just about making sure women could kill their preborn babies. It was about centralizing power through the Supreme Court, taking it away from the states. That was really the ultimate issue. And especially if it's not a right that's enumerated in the Constitution, it's supposed to be settled at the state level. And that's what happened here. This is federalism. Pro-life people aren't going to like it. But we can make the case here and we better, instead of sitting around being upset about this, think about how we can we can present this as a win for the United States of America. Because it is. It's not a win for the pro-life movement. But Kansas, but the, the way it's been framed from conservatives, how could this happen? Kansas is a solidly red state. No, it's not. They got abortion up to, 20, uh, up to 20 weeks there. Why did you expect them to suddenly do something different? You, if, you want to, if you want Kansas to become a pro-life state, take it to the ground. Get active, right? That's what you got to do because that's what this country was founded on. It wasn't founded on federalizing rights. It wasn't. State level. And if you want to live in a state that completely bans it, A.G. Landry is on the march down in Louisiana. We've got we've got other states. We're going to have other states that are going to ban it after six weeks. And you can decide where to live. Now, the Biden administration is still focused on. And, and so before I move on to the Biden administration, what I think we need to be doing as conservatives is putting it back in the Democrats face because they're going to try to push for it to be federalized off the backs of this Kansas thing. And we need to be saying, no, what this does, Democrats, is it's a lesson for you to realize why the Supreme Court did something good for you. They gave you the power and everybody who voted in Kansas got that power. Right. It's a loss for the pro-life community in a sense, although it didn't move anything either way because Kansas is already pro-abortion. You didn't get what you wanted there, but you have an opportunity to make that happen. But it's a win for conservatism. It's a win for the, the rule of the Constitution, right? Um, because the left is thinking about how they can take it back and centralize it. So the Biden, and that's what the Biden administration did yesterday or two days ago, Wednesday. No, yesterday. They signed an executive order on abortion rights um, 
And they're doing it through uh, its quote to help ensure access to abortion in light of the Supreme Court's decision. Um, Biden said before signing the order that emergency medical care being denied to women experiencing miscarriages, which is not true. Uh, doctors uncertain about what they can do to provide for their patients. You, you look it up, Google, Google your state doctors. Pharmacists unsure whether they can fill prescriptions. A tragic case of rape survivors, etc., cetera, uh, including a 10-year-old go- girl forced to travel to another state for care. Um, basically, what they're trying to do, the order directs Health and Human Services Becerra to consider, quote, all appropriate actions to ensure health care providers comply with federal non-discrimination laws. Da, da, da. Um, basically, the main thing that it does is it um, seeks through a Medicaid 1115 waiver permitting states to waive state requirements. Um, basically, Medicaid would pay for women to cross state lines to get abortions. So that's basically what this would do. Now, when asked, Corrine Jean-Pierre, she was asked about, well, what about that Hyde Amendment? Because the Hyde Amendment um, prohibits use of federal dollars to pay for abortions. Um, it, uh, um, let me see here. Uh, here was the question. So as you know, Medicaid provide. Well, I'm trying to find the question here on the Hyde Amendment. The Hyde Amendment um, prohibits the use of federal funds. So, um, it, it, yeah, it, it prohibits the use of federal funds to perform abortions. I want to make sure I get it right. Um, so, Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked about that, and she says, this is the confusing part. The Hyde Amendment is law, and we're going we're gonna to follow that law. Well, how can you follow the law if you're using Medicaid to pay for women to cross state lines to get abortions? So, they're not going to follow the Hyde Amendment, the law. So, this is going to end up being... Uh, legislated. And my point in all this is there's a way that we can what happened in Kansas might not be a win for the pro-life community, but it was a win for our freedoms. It was a uh, it was a win for liberty. It was a win for the under, under the Constitution. And I think that we need to frame it as such because it was. And those of us who recognize the movement of us from a constitutional uh, republic to a communist state with centralized power over our lives need to be framing it that way. And continuing to remind Americans why this was a good thing. Instead of sitting yammering all day long about what a loss it was, how about you find the the truth in the good there? So we're going to take a break. I'm past the point of a break. Should we come back and gloat some more about the Carrie Lake win? We might do that. We might not. I'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. What do you think about the Carrie Lake win and election fraud? What do you think about Griner? Getting nine and a half years? What do you think about anything? 888-344-1170. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. I wonder if anyone should do a wellness check on Megan McCain. (laughs) Carrie Lake (laughs) winning. Or how about Mike Pence? They spent $30 million dollars. She spent three. This is a movement over there. They were they, they they the establishment did everything to try to stop this woman. They did everything they could to try to stop this woman. And and tonight, what's trending on Twitter? I was just looking. Is oh, you know, cause she needs to they she needs to be investigated. Or, or somebody said um, for her fraud claims, yeah, maybe there was fraud, and that's how you won. Uh, somebody else said uh, she shouldn't be officially listed as the candidate until every. A fraud claim that she made has been investigated. Look, let's not be stupid here, okay? Uh, you can, 
there can, two things can exist at the same time, fraud in an election and you're winning. And I'm sick and tired of hearing that fraud, that fraud doesn't count if it doesn't cause a bad result in the election. Because that's why we're in this mess, right? You know, I was even critical of Rudy Giuliani back after 2020 because he was talking about Philly. Oh, it's so corrupt there. We've got a name for it. Why hasn't anybody done anything about it? Yeah, there was there was talks of fraud in elections like well before 2020. A long time. We've known about it and just haven't done anything about it. So don't try to insult anybody's intelligence with this. Uh, there's no fraud that exists because they just they, these are the same people trying to tell you men can have babies and it's not a recession and that it's the <laughs> my new favorite, the the um, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. It's the Inflation Expansion Act. Oh, I feel so much better. Right? You know what else makes me giggle? I'm in a good mood. Let's play clip three. Here's your daily dose of non-clarity. I, I did. I must admit, in total disclosure, I've, I've spoken to the chairwoman about the possibility of my being able to buy one of those Corvettes that are electric vehicles, that, uh, you know, when they come out. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do it because I can't drive a vehicle while I'm vice president. <laughs> I think he's taking a demotion. Um, I, I, he can't. He can't buy a Corvette while he's vice president. This man has no. He literally thinks it's two thousand nine again. He doesn't know where he is. And he falls off a bike, and I'm supposed to be feel safe with him behind the wheel of a Corvette? <laughs> no. Um, I think I'm going to save the FBI stuff for tomorrow and put together a good compilation. I, you know, Christopher Ray went before the FBI today and it was, it, it was exactly the theater that I predicted it would be quite frankly. I really wasn't that interested in uh, hearing any testimony from him. If it didn't involve him post arrest and being, it being direct examination from a prosecutor. And from what I saw today of the hearings, it's really no different. Um, so, you know, I, I may or may not even bother with it. You know, I don't I don't know. I'm going to see what breaking news we have on tomorrow's show before I, you know, bother to, you know, to, you know, to talk. Because why give why give credibility to an oversight hearing that doesn't provide any oversight? Because here's my definition of oversight. My definition of oversight is um, accountability. It's accountability. In fact, you know what? Let's go ahead and play this clip because, you know, I may, I, I, Chuck Grassley today, basically here, and here's why, here's a perfect example. I'm going to go ahead and play this clip because, because now I'm annoyed. He's killing my, this is even talking about this is kind of killing my buzz on the Kerry Lake one. So Chuck Grassley did a, a, a pretty good wrap up of kind of like a summary of kind of the, the, the contrast between what's gone on with the FBI and the DOJ against Trump versus Hunter Biden. And then he concludes it with the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. So, so no, I, I, and I thought, why am I going to dedicate a lot of my point? What's the point of spending time talking about it if there's no accountability? So let's play clip four. If the FBI is going to open an investigation, you have to do it the right way. It appears that the right way was not done. So let's contrast this investigation with what the FBI has done with allegedly criminal information received from numerous sources related to Hunter Biden. Simply put, the FBI shut down investigative activity 
in August of 2020, the FBI supervisory intelligence analyst opened an assessment. This August 2020 assessment served as a vehicle by which the FBI headquarters team falsely labeled Hunter Biden information as you-know-what disinformation. As just one example, to make my concern clear, in October 2020, an avenue of reporting on Hunter Biden was ordered closed. That Hunter Biden information related to potential criminal activity. According to whistleblowers, the reporting was either verified or verifiable via criminal search warrants. But it was shut down on the basis of it being at risk of disinformation. Based on allegations, the evidence didn't support that finding. So let's look at both of these fact patterns. On the one hand, the FBI greenlit a full investigation into Trump based on liberal news articles and information derived from liberal nonprofits. On the other hand, the FBI closed investigative activities and sources that provided very We're out of time. We're going to we're going to continue this discussion on tomorrow night cuz yeah, I'm aggravated now and I want heads to roll and that includes Christopher Ray. We'll be back tomorrow night, Friday fun day, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 